Hey, Chris here from Over 40 Freaking Awesome. You are very welcome to another episode where I'm going to be answering questions submitted to me by subscribers to my weekly email newsletter, Handsome Bastards. If you want to submit a question of your own for a future episode, please go and subscribe at www.offercoachoffacoach.com. And that gets you lots of free welcome bonus guides and workout programs and all sorts of things too, as well as the weekly email of advice and motivation to keep you looking after yourself as you get older. Now today, I'm answering questions about home gym essentials, about how to lower your stress hormones and how to prepare easy, healthy lunches that you can take with you at work to stay on track with your diet plan to lose the belly and lose some weight across your chest. So let's jump in and start answering some questions. First question comes in from Mark in Florida who asks, can you recommend some cheap home gym essentials? Because I would like to start working out at home, but I'm not quite sure what to buy. What's the best stuff? This is a very interesting question because as you well know, all of us are fellas, all of us have made this mistake at some point. We have got really excited about doing something in the past, whether that's exercise related or home improvements related, and we go in all guns blazing, spending an awful lot of money on things that we ultimately don't get much use out of. So let's avoid doing this and getting into arguments with the wife yet again. Let's go for the very, very basic minimum stuff that you need to work out at home. Now, the first thing that always comes up when people talk about working out at home is you just need body weight training. Just train with your body weight. It's great. Look at all those fancy gymnasts. They are in excellent shape. Of course they are, but they're also very light and very fit. If you are trying to get yourself in shape and you're carrying quite a few extra pounds, that is contributing to the body weight that you're now going to try and shift around the place with these body weight exercises. So for example, trying to do a pull-up or a chin-up is very hard if you're 30 or 40 pounds overweight. So that's that exercise out. You can't do that at home. Doing full press-ups might also be difficult because it's basically you try to bench press your entire body weight upside down, obviously, because you're on the floor. Again, that's going to be hard if you're carrying extra weight. So if you're carrying quite a few pounds of extra weight, body weight training at home actually isn't a good idea because there are so many weird, wonderful workarounds that you need to do, adapted versions of the exercise that is a real pain in the ass. So there is some essential gym equipment that I would recommend for you if you're trying to start working out at home. And I would recommend a couple of dumbbell collars and lots of free weight plates. You need... I would say anything between 50 and 100 pounds of weight plates in total. If you have that, then that means you have dumbbells that go all the way up to 50 pounds. Two 50 pound dumbbells is more than enough for you to get a great home workout. And the great thing about going this route is that your home gentleman can grow with you. That means that once you get to the point where actually two 50 pound dumbbells are too light for you, you just go out and buy some extra weight plates. You can buy these second hand. A slightly rusty 10 pound weight plate weighs the same as a brand new glossy 10 pound weight plate. You can save yourself a fortune buying second hand weight plates as and when you need them. Then once you get to the point where after a few months you have stuck with a home training program, you should feel very smug about this and very proud of yourself because not many guys manage this. This is a time to start thinking, well, do I want to get myself uh, a bench? Do I want to get myself a kind of home pull-up bar? One of the ones that fits on a door frame and then I can take off again. Do I want to get some maybe gymnastic rings that I can tack onto a hook somewhere 
in my garage. That is the point. Once you've stuck to a program for a couple of months, built a bit of strength, that's the point that maybe you can start trying to expand the number of exercises that you're doing. That being said, please don't go down the route of buying stuff out of boredom. We convince ourselves that the fancy resistance bands and weird machines that we see online is exactly what we need to get in shape. No, you don't. You just need to keep turning up, working out, adding reps and adding weight where you can. That will get you in shape. So to reiterate, Mark, go down the route of getting yourself a couple of dumbbells and 50 to 100 pounds of weights. That is the best and cheapest home gym equipment that I would recommend. You could easily store it in the corner of a garage or under a bed or something like that. That is more than enough for you to get into the habit of working out at home. And then you can add extra weights and benches and stuff like that further down the line. Next question comes in from Trevor in Hertfordshire in the UK who asks, and you recommend some low-calorie but high-protein lunches that I can buy at work or take with me to work because I'm really struggling. Now, the key here is don't go too low-calorie because if you go too low-calorie and just have yourself a salad and a wee bit of chicken on top, then yes, that's low-calorie and high-protein, but it's also not particularly filling. If you have that at 1pm, then by 3pm, you're going to be really starving and tempted to go to the stack machine or go get yourself a muffin or a bagel or something to make that hunger go away. So thinking low calorie is a good idea, but don't go too low calorie. We have probably five, 600 calories to play with. If you're trying to lose weight, probably a daily calorie intake of 2000 calories is a good ballpark for you to be aiming for. So realistically, we have five or 600 calories to play with here at lunchtime. So think about something you can take with you to work. For example, things like wraps and sandwiches are fine. As long as the bread isn't like a massive doorstop size, just a couple of slices of bread, it's fine. And then we fill that with uh, vegetables that you like and uh, lots of protein from uh, tuna or turkey or chicken or ham, even or some low-calorie cheese. Those are all great filling things to put in a sandwich or a wrap. Salads are also good, but the thing with salads is it needs to be a man salad. We're not talking about a couple of bits of tomato, a couple of bits of cucumber and some lettuce. And that's it. Again, literally, that's mostly water. That's about 50 calories. That's not going to fill a tooth. You're going to be starving, like I said. If you're taking a salad to work, it needs to be a massive salad and it needs to have something filling in it. So things like chopped up boiled eggs, more chicken, more turkey, some avocado because it has healthy fats in it too, that will fill you up. So salads are great, but it needs to be a proper salad that's going to fill you up right through till dinner time. Then if we think about things you're going to get at work, if you have a work canteen or something like that, just think a generic mix of carbohydrates and vegetables and meat. Carbs are fine. And a fifth-sized portion of rice or pasta or potatoes or bread or something like that is fine, but it can't dominate your plate. We're trying to keep things high-protein, fairly low-carb and fairly high-vegetable content too. And then if you're out and about with colleagues grabbing something for lunch, that's when you need to be careful because a 600-calorie freshly-made burrito, for example, with a bit of rice, lots of vegetables, lots of chicken, is much more filling and nutritious and better option for you to have than 600 calories from McDonald's or Burger King because that kind of processed food is very calorie dense and won't look like very much. So in order to get a more filling looking meal for lunch, you'll end up getting something that's double that amount of calories and then you're into a thousand or twelve hundred calories just for lunch. That does not leave you much wiggle room later on for your dinner to come in around that 2000 calorie mark that I mentioned for you to lose some weight. Low calorie is a great way to go and a great way to think about things when it comes to losing weight and keeping things high protein will keep you full, but we can't go too low calorie because that will leave you starving and more susceptible to snacking on something random between lunch and dinner. And that's what we're trying to 
avoid to lose weight. Next question comes in from Rob in Seattle who asks, what ways can I reduce my cortisol levels naturally? I just had a blood test done and my cortisol is sky high. This actually happened to me too because I got an annual blood test done for a liver function test because crappy livers run in my family. Unfortunately, I want to stay on top of that. But at the same time, I get a male hormone panel blood test done and that tests my total testosterone, free testosterone, cortisol and estrogen. Those are the four main ones that I'm looking at. And yes, same thing happened to me. Cortisol was sky high. So cortisol is your stress hormone. So if that is sky high, that makes you think, am I super stressed? Because I don't necessarily sit here feeling super stressed. So why is my cortisol so high? Guys our age do not want cortisol to be sky high because that can eventually make us insulin resistant and at risk of developing type 2 diabetes, which is going to lead to all sorts of weight gain issues. High cortisol also pushes our natural testosterone production down. So we start suffering from low testosterone symptoms like more weight gain, low mood, low energy, low libido. And also, annoyingly, we won't be making any progress in the gym because testosterone levels are too low to retain or build extra muscle. So it's not a good state of affairs to have high cortisol, Rob, but it is fixable. I managed to reduce my cortisol levels by 58% by doing a few simple things that I will share with you now. But at a very basic level, if our cortisol levels are high, that means we are mentally and physically stressed. There are various things that we're doing in our lives that are making us physically and mentally stressed. So immediately you need to start thinking, well, I need to reduce those things somehow. We need to look at how do we get ourselves some extra recovery time from what life is throwing at me mentally and physically. The number one thing that you can do to lower your mental and physical stress is to prioritize your sleep. If you're not getting enough recovery time overnight to mentally recover from the shit show of your previous day and also not enough time physically to recover from whatever your day is putting you through, then you will start to suffer. If you think about it cumulatively, every single day you're not sleeping enough, that's more and more stress, that's less and less recovery time and that's when it starts to bite us in the ass. So Prioritizing your sleep is a great way just to give yourself that extra recovery time. It's as simple as just getting to bed earlier. Get to bed at 10 or 10.30 at night. That is your kind of hard stop. TV off, phone down, get yourself to bed. It may not happen for the first few nights if that's not your normal bedtime, but just train yourself. Like you train one of your kids probably to go to bed at the right time. Train yourself to want to fall asleep at 10 or 10.30 at night by getting your ass to bed at that time. Another great way to reduce mental stress and therefore your cortisol levels is walking outdoors. Not necessarily super fast because we're not trying to add extra physical stress, but just getting outdoors in nature, if you can, will get you vitamin D, which has been shown to reduce depression. I will also just give you a chance to work through mentally what's on your mind. Sometimes that's the issue. If we're always either at home or at work or running errands, we just don't really have very much time to think over what's on our mind and what's bothering us. And again, that starts to build up and we need a break. We need this kind of pressure valve, let off some steam. And that's, we're getting out for a walk by yourself. Don't take someone with you because they will chitter away in your ear with their problems. We don't want that. Get outside by yourself for a walk and work through things that will help to reduce mental stress and cortisol. But then let's look at physical stress. If you're working out, every workout is obviously adding to that physical stress. I'm not going to tell you to stop working out, obviously, but have a look at your workouts. Are you doing lots and lots and lots of stuff, thinking that that is where you're going to lose weight and therefore you're at the gym for an hour 
an hour and a half doing grilling stuff, lots of jumping around, just adding in extra junk sets all the time. That is too much physical stress. You should be in the gym for 40, 45 minutes, working hard, then get the hell out. If you're overtraining, if you're doing too much kind of junk work, like I said, that is too much physical stress on your body. Even if you think it's doing you good, it's clearly not because it's putting the brakes on your natural testosterone production as it's pushing up your cortisol levels. And then the last thing that I did to reduce my cortisol levels was to supplement with a thing called ashwagandha. It's one of those things that you will read about. It's been around for centuries, used in Indian medicine, blah, 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 blah. Sounds super sketchy. I decided to try it anyway because it was cheap on Amazon and I thought I'd give it a go. And it did help. Certainly, I felt calmer naturally on the days that I was taking it. But there's also proper studies, well, there's just a few Indian guys telling you, there's proper studies that back this up that it does help to reduce cortisol levels. So to recap, get more sleep, walk outdoors, don't overtrain, consider taking ashwagandha. Those are the four main things I would recommend to reduce cortisol levels and get your stress levels down so your body works properly. I hope those answers helped you to overcome those particular hurdles that you're having with looking after yourself as we get a little bit older. Like I said, if you want to submit a question to be answered in future video podcasts, please do subscribe to my weekly email newsletter, handsomebastards at www.offercoach.com. I will put the link to that in the description. I love answering these questions. Please keep them coming. Please subscribe to this podcast too. Leave a review as well. Leave a comment. Don't be a stranger. And I look forward to chatting to you next week. Take care. 